0: there ladies and welcome back to the feminine domain i'm rebecca klusterman and we are on season two episode two of this podcast and this week and next week my plan is to do a short little two-part series um, specifically to wives Um, so to those of us who are married Um, and today's topic is going to be submission and respect okay Um, Before I dive right in, though, I should just give a quick reminder. Um, We have a conference coming up on February 8th, 9th, and 10th, and there will be two women-specific breakout sessions at the conference, one entitled Building the Feminine Domain that I will be doing, and another one titled um, Building Through Brokenness um, with Bailey Putkren. And so... If you have any questions either related to building the feminine domain or building through brokenness, through trials, through suffering, um, feel free to send me an email, rll is in lion and klusterman, my last name, at gmail.com. And that way we can adequately prepare to answer your questions, okay? And on that note, we'll head straight into today's topic. So two-part series this week and next for Christian wives. Um, So in our culture, people have no problem, it seems, insisting that men fulfill their marital obligations or running them down if they don't. I mean, who's going to argue when my husband Alex tells the men in our church, men, you need to love your wives as Christ loves the church. Uh, You need to be seeing, noticing, perceiving, and observing your wife. And all the women said, Amen, right? Um, But people, especially women, balk at the God-given commands directed explicitly towards women to submit. People don't like that word. Um, What it means, if we're going to look in the dictionary or thesaurus for some synonyms, to submit is to yield, to defer, to obey. So um, and we're going to tackle submission first today. And I'm going to read from Ephesians 5, 22 to 24, to start us off. And I'm focusing on the directives that are given to us as women, okay? There's a lot in this chapter of Ephesians 5 directed at men, but I'm talking to the ladies here, okay? Um, this is the feminine domain. So, Ephesians five twenty-two to 24, it says, Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, his body, and is himself its savior. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also... Wives should submit in everything to their husbands. So I don't know if you ladies caught it, but did you catch in verse 24 there that submit in everything? Martha Peace helpfully points out in her book entitled The Excellent Wife that God calls a wife to be submissive to her husband in all things, in everything, like this verse says, unless her husband asks her to sin. And that's an important caveat, a crucial point to remember, because only God has ultimate and absolute authority, okay? And when we are forced to choose between obeying God or obeying another human, we always must say with the apostles, I obey God rather than men, right? But if our husband is asking us to do something. If, if your husband is asking you to do something or he's expressed a desire or request, and this is not sin, then yielding to him, deferring to him um, is what submission looks like, okay? So I find this very practically helpful in everyday life because uh, if you find yourself resisting a request or a desire of your husband, we can ask ourselves, well, Is he asking me to sin here? Will doing this, what he's asking, will yielding to my husband in this situation result in disobedience to God? And if our answer is no to that question, then going against my husband's expressed will or desire is actually my sin. I am then in disobedience. Um, Two other points to just note here on submission is that submission does not come naturally. I am yet to find a woman who is like, yep, I was born submissive. Now we all have different dispositions and I would say that there are some women who it does come a bit more naturally too, but our sinful flesh resists the idea of yielding, serving, considering others' needs and interests before our own. And in Titus 2, 3 to 5, I referenced this passage on my homemaking episode, um, but I wasn't focusing then on the submission part. Um, I was talking about the fact that the older women are to teach the younger women how to love their husbands and children and manage their homes well. But in that passage, Titus 2, 3 to 5, it says that older women have to teach younger women to be submissive to their own husbands, that the word of God may not be reviled. You don't have to teach something that you're just born knowing how to do, right? You don't teach someone to breathe. Um, and here we see that the older women have to teach this, this being submissive to our husbands, to the younger women. So this implies that submission does not come naturally, Okay. So it's something that we have to work at, that we need to seek out others who are further along in this journey um, to help us grow in this area. And the other thing to note here, ladies as well, is that submission is only required when there is a difference or a disagreement. Doug Wilson helpfully pointed that out once and it changed my world. Um, In what meaningful way am I submitting or deferring to or yielding to my husband if he and I are both in complete agreement. In that case, I'm just doing what I want, right? I'm getting my way. There is no laying down of my will or my preferences, okay? So submission is only required when there is a difference or a disagreement, Um, something else to keep in mind. So now we're gonna switch over To respect, these two things, submission and respect, um, go hand in hand. But respect is, according to the dictionary, to feel or show honor or esteem for someone, to treat or consider a person with deference or courtesy, to show consideration for. Okay, and in the same passage of Ephesians, near the end here, So I read for you at the beginning, Ephesians 5, 22 to 24, from verse 25, all the way to the beginning of verse 33, it deals with husbands, okay? So, um, but I'm not actually going to read that. Um, We're focusing on the directives for us as wives today. So down in verse 33, at the very end, so 33b, Ephesians 5, 33b, it says, let the wife see that she respects her husband. Prior to that, as it's speaking to the husband, it's talking about husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church, right? And then it says, and let the wife see that she respects her husband. So we see that whole love and respect. There's been a book written on that as well. Um, and we tend to um, hear the love piece and think, oh, like love is unconditional. Like you, you need to love me even if I'm not being lovable, Right. But when it comes to respect, we tend to be reticent to give respect if we don't feel like it's been earned. Um, But it's just worth noting here at the outset of talking about respect, that in the same way that our husbands love us and and God wants them to love us, even when we aren't being lovable um, or we aren't being lovely, right? Um, We are called to respect our husbands. We don't plant our feet and say, well, he's got to earn it before he gets the respect, right? God is requiring that this of us as women, right? Let the wife see that she respects her husband. So how do we do this? How do we practically on the ground, um, especially when we're struggling to show honor to, let's focus on those words in the definition, honor, esteem, courtesy, deference. How, how do we actually walk this out well i think there, there are two parts to this we have to think respectfully and behave respectfully okay so let's let's tackle the think respectfully firstly we need to dwell on what is good noble and right in our husbands okay philippians 4 8 says finally whatever is true whatever is honorable whatever is just whatever is pure whatever is lovely whatever is commendable If there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. So we need to dwell on the good and we need to reject disrespectful thoughts in obedience to Christ, right? 2 Corinthians 10, 5 to 6 says, We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. Ladies, the battle for respect is often lost in our minds. Okay? We are not obeying Christ with our minds when we constantly dwell on our husband's shortcomings. This is discontent. Okay, Proverbs 23.7 says, As a man or woman calculates in his soul, so is he. Our actions flow out of the thoughts we ruminate on and the meditations of our hearts. Um, often when I go to one of those bridal showers for you know, an upcoming wedding and they ask for advice for the bride to be, um, I always give this point of advice. I say spend more time in the affirmation room or the admiration room in your mind than in the accusation room in your mind, accusing your husband of all the things you wish he would do okay remember the devil is referred to in scripture as the accuser of the brethren so don't partner with the devil in constantly ruminating on accusations and things that you don't like about your husband okay if you truly cannot think of something positive to dwell on then just focus on what you're supposed to be doing right the only person that you can change is you I need to focus on the things that I can change, and those all involve me. I spent a large part of my marriage to Alex dwelling on what I wanted him to change. But only God can change hearts and convict of sin, transforming our husbands, right? Um, but we can change us. We can repent of our sin. We can obey God. So you can love your husband. And enjoy the good gift of intimacy as from God's hand. So that's the first point, thinking respectfully. And then that leads to behaving respectfully. Proverbs 31, 10 to 12 says, An excellent wife who can find. She is far more precious than jewels. The heart of her husband trusts in her and he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not harm all the days of her life. So as women, we must communicate to our husbands what we admire about them. It's not enough for us to just think respectfully, but we need to let it come out. It needs to come out in words and it needs to come out in actions, such as showing consideration to him. Okay, Study his likes, study his dislikes. Consider how best to help him And supply strength to this man that you've been given. After God, your husband is your first priority. And yes, that's before the children. Okay, God, husband second, then the children. And your children will thank you for that right ordering of your priorities. Show honor and courtesy to him as well as deference. So ladies, this means that we don't take the reins. We don't nag him and seek to control him. We defer to him and we follow his lead. Give him room to be who God has called him to be. I remember several years ago, um, I watched a mini series uh, with Alex. I believe it was called Howard's End. Um, But at one point, the wife, one of the main characters in this show, this series, said this. And I, I paused it and wrote it down because... It was so good. So this is me quoting her. She says, I do not intend to correct him or to reform him. Only connect. That is the whole of my sermon. I've not undertaken to fashion a husband to suit myself, using Henry's soul as raw materials. It would be contemptible and unfair. And that's the end of the quote. But how often... Do we, as women, spend our days trying to correct or reform our husbands, dwelling on the things that irritate us, thinking about how much better life would be if only he would just fill in the blank? But that's not our job, ladies. And it is not only contemptible and unfair to spend our days seeking to fashion our husband's souls into what we want them to be. It's actually impossible. Okay? Only God can change them. You take responsibility for you and do what God has called you to do. Proverbs 12 verse 4 says, An excellent wife is the crown of her husband, but she who brings shame is like rottenness in the bones. So this brings home another point about respect. The opposite of respect is shaming our husbands, right? Do not shame your husband. Do not openly criticize him or degrade him to others. And again, this starts in our own minds and hearts, not doing that internally, right? Because that's when then it comes out. But obviously that public kind of shaming is totally a no-no, okay? For Christian women, Christian wives. So in conclusion, um, I'm going to ask the question that I know, always tends to come up in these discussions. Well, what if you're living with a perpetually disobedient and ungodly husband, maybe a non-Christian or maybe a Christian man who's always dragging his feet? Um, I'm going to read 1 Peter 3, 1 to 2 in response to this. It says, likewise, wives, be subject to your own husbands. There's the idea of submission again, be subject to your own husbands so that even if some do not obey the word they may be won without a word by the conduct of their wives when they see your respectful and pure conduct so here we see a disobedient husband and what are they won with right are they won with us being disobedient by nagging no they may be won without a word by the conduct of their wives when they see your respectful and pure conduct. As Nancy Wilson would put it, even when your husband is failing, you are still required to salute the uniform, okay? Um, Our obedience in situations like this and in all situations in our lives is ultimately for Christ, right? We need to obey God's commands for marriage regardless of what our husbands do. And take heart, obedience always bears fruit, even if we don't always see the outcomes that we desire. Why is it that we think so often that disobedience will result in the fruit of righteousness? Women do not fix their husband's disobedience by being disobedient themselves when we wallow in self-pity and moodiness or nag our husbands seeking to control an outcome. Do we see this as disobedience to Christ? We need to humble ourselves and recognize that a submissive and holy life is the most effective way to influence our husbands for the Lord. And that's basically brings everything to a close here, ladies. Next week... We're going to talk a bit about how this applies to the bedroom, to physical intimacy within marriage. But um, that's all I had for you today. Um, May God give us all grace to follow the directives he's given us as women to be submissive and respectful wives for the glory of his name. Until next time, God bless you, ladies.